This is the Author Archive Podcast. I'm David Freeman. Today, talking to Helen Dunmore. Helen died in 2017 of cancer. She knew about her disease and had written about it in The Guardian. The conversation I had with Helen was about her book, The Siege, which was about the siege of Leningrad. Had she come to this, I asked her, because she was fascinated by Russian history. Very much so, yes, that's what this came from originally. It wasn't um, a book that I researched and then wrote. It came from a lifetime of interest in the history and the, the culture, the, 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 um, the whole experience, really, of Russia, particularly in this century. So did you go to Leningrad yes, for this? Yes, yes, I did. Um, partly because I wanted to pace out the walks that the characters take as, and see the city, which is a very powerful character, in the book. The city itself, I think, is one of the main characters. So I wanted to get the sense of its topography and the drama of the, the buildings, the water, the, the sky. It's very powerful. What time of year did you go? Um, in winter in, and in spring, mainly, yes. Because one of the most powerful things in the book, when you're reading it, is when summer goes to autumn and autumn and the characters and you reading it and sharing their lives know that inevitably this god-awful winter is going to come. Yes, that comes not just from Russia, it comes from my own experience of living through two long winters in Finland which is on the same latitude as St Petersburg, Leningrad and the sense that you do enter into the, the, the drama of the winter and then you emerge very very slowly in, in, in the April and trying to imagine what that was like in a besieged city with people who did not have the heat, they didn't have the food, they didn't have the protection from the elements that they wanted. It's a very powerful and overwhelming theme, I found. Because if you don't live in that environment, when you say it snowed, you don't really kind of get the drama of what that simple sentence means. No, you don't, because you don't get the the inexorable quality of the snow and the fact that it will snow and it will pack and you will walk on that packed snow and ice all winter and then in the spring when it thaws there will be this peculiar smell of earth that hasn't seen the air or the light for months and months and months. It's a kind of acid fermenting smell. It's those kind of details I wanted in the book. Okay. The siege, when was it? The siege was in Leningrad during the First World War. In the, it's called the 900 Days, beginning in September 1941. And they, it's, it, well, it's colloquially called the 900 Days. That's, that's slightly inexact. And it was the what, what happened when the, the German army moved eastward very, very fast and overwhelmed the Russian, the Soviet defences, and then encircled Leningrad. And the intention was to crack the city like, like a nut, really, and to walk in on it. And this, this never happened. The city resisted throughout the, the war. It was, it was not taken. So the, the story really focuses on this extraordinary resistance of the inhabitants of Leningrad and how they, um, how they kept the city alive. You have, right at the very beginning of the book, an order from Hitler. Is that from history? It yeah. is. It is it's a real historical document. He, he wanted the city completely destroyed and this was partly because of the, um, the, the, ra the racial ideology of the Nazis, which was that the, the Slavs, li like Jews, were, were, were untermenschen. 
they were they were not the, the the equal of Aryans, and therefore I think the existence of a city like Leningrad, so civilized, so extraordinary in every way, with such a potent, rich culture which is expressed in every every stone of it, really, that Hitler wanted this to to, to be erased, to, to to be destroyed, and it was a, it was a huge threat to him. Um, so they, were, they knew, I think, right from the beginning, they were not facing what Paris faced, which was occupation without destruction. They were facing destruction. And I think this was why they held their ground, one of the reasons they held their ground so fiercely. You're making me want to visit it. Is that potency still there? Do you still feel it? Oh, yes. And there are still people who remember the siege. There are still survivors. And in fact, a lot of historical research and collection of material is still taking place. Um, there's a lot of projects going on to try and record um, survivors' memories and record the exact details of those days, because a lot of it was very well documented. There are medical records you can access. There's even, um, there's even material on the internet. And it's a I think there's a sense it was a remarkable, extraordinary period of history. Um, it is now slipping out of memory. People, those last survivors are, are dying, are, are moving into extreme old age. So before they do, try to capture it, try to make sure it's handed down because it shouldn't be forgotten. But yours isn't one of those popular history books which are written about such things. Yours is a novel. Um, you follow characters that you care about. They're, are they based on historical ones or are they just pure fiction? Only in uh, one or two cases, for example, the case of, of, of Pavlov, the, the, the food czar, is a, is a real character. But the main characters, the two pairs of um, lovers, the older and the younger, and the family and the friends that surround them are all fictional characters because I wanted to focus very tightly on civilians. This was um, a civilian experience overwhelmingly. I think the siege, although of course armed forces were engaged up to the hilt in the defence of Leningrad, but for me the Second World War is the, is, is the first enormous civilian war and I wanted to focus on the, the men and the women and the children who were people like us, completely unprepared to be thrown into this, um, this sequence of events, really. And the German army circled the city completely? The German army, there was just one way out across the frozen lake, and this provided supplies, and it was an extremely complex business to organise what was called the ice road. And eventually it became very well organised, but it took a long time because the railroads up to the lake were not adequate and there were constant breakdowns of, of rolling stock and the Germans were bombing the track and bombing the ice and bombing the lorries and that provided from the, um, the early spring from about January um, 1942 onwards it began to provide a very good stream of food and fuel and equipment. Were they sending children out? The, the, the evacuation really was mismanaged, I think, in the early stages of the siege. A lot of children were evacuated south and west and then were returned, had to, had to flee back into the city. Um, then a lot of uh, children were evacuated to the Urals, but there were problems with, tremendous problems with actually getting them out. I think it was too much too late. And the later evacuation of children, which took place after the first winter of the siege, was much more effective. But a lot of children were trapped in the city and of course were very, very vulnerable, 
very vulnerable to starvation and disease. And there's a very moving photograph of an elderly physician, a doctor, sounding the chest of a little boy who you can see every rib on this child but the doctor is still you know attentive and caring and you can see he's a real professional but there's just very little that he can do for this little boy. There's a, there's a piece where you describe that if you live in Leningrad you get comfort from the fact that there's this huge warehouse with food in it. Yes. Um, and then yes. one night it's, mm. it's bombed yes. and all the oil and whatever just goes up. Presumably that actually is It did happen. When, when the Badaev warehouses were, um, were it, well it, it was um, incendiary bombing in fact, so the, the intention was to destroy and it, it worked and the, the fuel, although the fuel stocks were a little bit more scattered than that, it was a disaster and one that the Soviet authorities learnt from very quickly. They learnt to scatter food stocks and food resources much more than they had done um, because the airline routes were so little could be brought in that way, so very little, and uh, the, the ration dropped and dropped and dropped and dropped until it was impossible really for people on a dependence ration to survive, and um, so many people died. So it did get down to boiling anything that was leather? It got down to uh, the most extraordinary feats really of human endurance. People would use anything that they had. They would make um, make pancakes out of the most unlikely things. Wallpaper paste was recommended as a source of calories. Um, stored food gave out uh, for, for many people very early on. Some had more provisions. And just keeping your ration, having the strength to go and fetch your ration was a major undertaking. And it was a particularly cold winter, that first winter of the siege. So just going out and braving the cold and the queues and having to go on foot um, and even fetching your water if the water supply had gone in your apartment block was another and simply imagining the calories that people needed to um, the, the calories that they needed to, to, to go and do anything and that they were not getting those calories into their bodies. Was the German army close enough to see individuals? It was certainly, well, it was, it was very, very close and it could be, uh, most of the people in, in the city would not have actually, actually seen because they were not at the closest points to, to the, the German advance. The, the Germans dug in, they entrenched themselves. Um, they were extremely close and the shelling was appalling and there are still um, a few signs in, in, in St Petersburg which record, you know, telling you which side of the street to walk on yes. in case of shelling. And that's very interesting politically because after the war those signs were removed and then they were repainted. They've had a very complex history. The book is called The Siege. It's totally gripping as a history. It's fabulous, but as a story it curdles and delights the soul. The Siege by Helen Dunmore. Helen, thanks very Thank much you. indeed. Thank, Thank you. you.